0: Welcome to It Is What It Is, or Is It? I'm your host, Kay Francis, a licensed marriage and family therapist from Knoxville. I'm the author and creator of The It's, a children's book series, and my podcast topics will draw from my 40 years of experience in the fields of psychology and business. That includes executive coaching, training, and online program development. Good morning. I hope you're all with me this morning. It's great here in Knoxville. I don't know what your day looks like, but be it gray, dark, sunshiny, enjoy it. Find something to do. Today's podcast is The Dangers of Clutter. Are you frustrated as you dig to find the shirt or blouse you want? Do you struggle to find your keys or your wallet among the items you have strewn all over your desk or your bed or the kitchen table? or a jillion other places. Maybe you just can't put your car in the garage because of the stacks and stacks of boxes and totes, or all of that loose items that are haphazardly lying around and taking up more space. You don't exactly even know what's in the garage, except for the rats and the mice and the roaches or the other pests slowly eating away at your supposedly important possessions, yet you can't seem to find the time to declutter. What exactly is clutter? Clutter is when every free space, such as countertops, tabletops, desks, or any surface that is overflowing, papers, magazines, bills, or other stuff, and that you add regularly to those piles, for whatever reason, you just can't Declutter. Something important for me to at least mention. Do not confuse clutter for hoarding. Hoarding is very, very different. It's a serious psychiatric disorder that, more often than not, the hoarder will never let anyone help them. Some of the best professionals have tried and failed. Considering the amount of tight space with maybe just a small pathway to walk, the hoarder is in danger of falling and breaking bones or worse. The amount of dust, dirt, garbage, food waste, and God knows what other harmful matter that exists creates disease, serious allergies, and other serious health problems. Difference between someone who clutters and a hoarder is not to be compared. However, be aware that if your clutter is always present and you can't declutter on a regular basis or on any basis and you're embarrassed to have people in your home, you should seek professional help before the clutter turns into a much more serious problem. Why can you keep overlooking the clutter? Well, most people develop patterns of behavior or routines. Throughout their life, they keep developing these patterns and the same routines over and over. The more developed these patterns or routines become, the less the person observes or sees them. It simply becomes non-existent, or at the best, you pass by the clutter. Maybe you sigh, thinking, I need, I really do need to get rid of some of this. But you keep on moving and never stop to declutter. Think of it this way. You ventured to a new town or a country, and you oohed and you awed and became aware of all that you were seeing for the first time. It was exciting. It was interesting. I certainly remember doing just that. When I traveled, even when I traveled for business, I took extra time to see as much of my new surroundings as possible. But if you observed the people who live in those towns or countries, they are simply the going about their days and nights, not taking notice of much of anything. You see, their pattern or routines has developed over time and become their norm. Everything around them is ordinary and familiar, so they see less and they observe less. I don't think we all stop and think about that. It's rather like that for those that clutter. If you clutter, then you know what I'm talking about and you can relate. You were used to seeing it, and it no longer seems important enough to change your pattern or routine. No matter how many times you say, I need to declutter, you just can't seem to make it happen. Cluttering should not be thought of as laziness because that is not why you clutter. Here are just a few reasons, only a few, why you may be a clutterer. Number one, you find it difficult to declutter and organize yourself because you don't take immediate action. A great example of this is your mail. You don't open your mail daily or take the time to throw out junk mail. Instead, you lay it down on top of something, telling yourself, I can deal with that later. Hmm. The problem with that approach is that you never get back to that task. Mail just keeps stacking up until you need to find that unpaid bill or important document, and now you're wasting valuable time trying to sort through all of that clutter in search of what you need. Guess what you do once you find it? You take it and you leave the rest of the clutter, and it stays put right where you left it. Two- When you glance at all of your clutter and the lack of space you have, it can bring up feelings of frustration, some even anger at yourself, an exhaustion and guilt, even shame or embarrassment. Those are not good feelings. Maybe they become a reason or a distraction for not moving forward to declutter. Number three, you feel overwhelmed and quickly distract yourself rather than to tackle the task. Four, Among your clutter may be objects that remind you of important things, such as a brochure or brochures is more like it, of trips you have thought about taking and want to take, magazines and articles, even advertisements that you have convinced yourself you need to read. Now keep in mind, they've probably been sitting there for two years. Reminding you of this need or goal over and over every time you look at it doesn't make you any closer to achieving what you want. Number five. This is very common. You're afraid to let things go. You feel guilty just thinking about throwing things away, especially if the objects have some sort of sentimental value, even though that may have outlived itself. How many times has it been something broken? And you keep it. How many times has it been a letter that you liked from a boyfriend when you were 14 years old, and now you're 52? And you just are frightened. You may need it later on. You've convinced yourself, I might need that later on. So you won't let it go. Although you probably haven't looked at it or used it in years. Number six, you find comfort in your possessions. Hanging on to material things and other items like old papers and knickknacks benefits you somehow, even if you don't have a need for them and never use them. They often can give you a sense of safety and security, and this is why they are so painful to let go of. Number seven, you may have had very little while growing up. Therefore, as an adult, you feel the compulsion to need more and keep more. So any of these that I have mentioned are real for people. This is not that they're lazy. It's not that they just don't want to do it. They know it's there, but all of these feelings get in the way. And they're deep, and some of them are really deep, deep enough that they should seek help. So what possible damage is your clutter doing to you mentally, physically, And emotionally, well, according to psychology today, they say that clutter causes stress in part because of its excessive visual stimuli. In other words, you see it every day. Even though you're trying to turn your brain off to it, it's there. It signals our brains that our work is never done. And it creates guilt, anxiety, and feelings of being overwhelmed. And that is why you walk away from it. All of these different things can be going on. When clutter surrounds you, whether you are aware of it or not, it's quietly working against you. If you are grieving or faced with any crisis or tragedy, anxiety or depression is to be expected. But if there is no apparent reason for what you are feeling, you should look at what your actual clutter is causing you to feel. And you have to own it. These days, many people work from their homes. Another huge issue if you clutter because your level of concentration is also decreased by clutter. Clutter can decrease your focus and distract your thinking processes. Imagine sitting at your desk at work or home and every inch of the desk is overflowing with papers. Studies show that your level of focus and your ability to function efficiently lessens. Think about your home. It should be a place of comfort so you can relax and rest. You've had busy days. We need rest. We need relaxation. Well, clutter makes that hard to do. One study found that women who reported more clutter in their homes had higher levels of the stress hormone cortisol, and that ran higher throughout the day than compared to women who had less clutter. Research also shows that people with cluttered homes tend to procrastinate on important tasks. In my therapy practice, I have worked with many spouses, partners, or even roommates who continually argue that one's person's things are taking up just too much space. Constant arguing can raise blood pressure. It can create deep resentment or physical problems and disrupt any thoughtful or meaningful communication or intimacy. The husband of one couple I worked with was always angry because of the clutter in the house. He said there was so much clutter he couldn't entertain people from work or even invite friends over. When his parents came for a visit, they had to stay in a hotel because the guest room had become another room to use for storage for the abundance of all the clutter. This case was an example of bordering on becoming hoarding. In this case, I recommended psychiatric treatment for the wife while continue with their marriage counseling. Not everyone is affected, and this is interesting, by clutter in the same way. Now, this man was affected deeply, so this was a hostile household. For instance, someone with perfectionist in tendencies is likely to be more stressed by the clutter than a non-perfectionist. Any type of stress, and you can't avoid some stress in your life, we all have it, it can become dangerous when constant. Think about any job not completed sitting in the back of your mind all the time. It nudges at you and keeps you upset with yourself, even if you won't admit it but clutter can be eliminated with preparation, determination, and execution. Execution. But you can't execute before you prepare and have the determination. And therein lies the problem. How do you get yourself to prepare to be determined enough and to start the process of decluttering? Well, let me give you a few suggestions. Number one, first recognize the problem for what it is and realize you're the one creating it. Two, accept that it's not an issue to ignore because consequences will always be negative. Three, be prepared to have unpleasant feelings come up as you go about the process. So having support And considering consoling while decluttering is a great idea and one you should take seriously. Number four, start slow. Start small. If you think you need to do this in one day or even a month, you are setting yourself up for complete failure. Five, please don't beat yourself up about the clutter before you even start. It's not an uncommon problem, and you're not the only person that has the issue. Number six, If you find you are simply unable to do the task, hire a professional organizer who will work with you thoughtfully and understands the difficulty associated with the task. Believe me, when he or she walks in your home, they already know what the problem is. And if they're ethical and they're not good with that kind of a problem, they should let you know that they're not the person for the job. But if they're ethical, they're gonna tackle it and they're gonna do it thoughtfully because they do understand it. Number seven, if you can't afford a professional, ask a friend. A friend you trust, a friend who is not judgmental, and they're willing, and they want to help you. They just need to be strong because you're going to do the same thing with them. You might even get really angry with them. And if they're smart, they'll go home when you're angry and come back later. Number eight. Take small pile and create files for the necessary items that need your immediate attention. Piles made for what needs to be shredded. Another pile for recycle. Another pile to throw away in the trash. So you have these different piles now. Now they're sorted. So you're on your way to decluttering. You're ready for this one? File, recycle, shred, and trash immediately. Get it out of the house the same day. This is why I suggest small piles that take one or two hours. 10. Set up a schedule to attack the clutter. Once a week is reasonable, but no more than twice a week or you will overwhelm yourself. Again, only one or two hours at a time. Don't tell yourself that you don't have one or two hours once a week. And if you do think you don't have that time, uh, go back and listen to my podcast on the value of time. I think that's important. Number 12, reward yourself each time you complete a pile of clutter. You've done all the piles. They're out of the house. They're in your car to go to recycle. They're not in your house. They're gone. And I don't suggest they go in your car. The friend or the other one can take it and drop it off, hopefully, because you will probably bring it back in the house. Number 13, rule of thumb. If you haven't used something within a year, throw it away. Trust me, you are never going to use it, no matter how guilty you feel, no matter what you think you're going to get to, it isn't going to happen. And number 14, be determined to fight the impulse to take things back from the piles. Let it go and get it out. There are many videos and other forms of how to declutter. You may want to take advantage of that information. They provide some really good, interesting tips. However, if you've decided that, well, you'll read the books before you do the decluttering, I have a client. She's read I don't know how many books now, and I I don't think she's finished any of them. But her intentions are good because she does see her clutter. She does have a home office, and it's disturbing to her. She's a professional person. She's bright, bright woman. And this is something that is not doing her good. It is affecting her health. It is affecting everything in her life. So keep that in mind. If you're going to get a book to help, don't just keep it. If you don't finish it the same day you bought it, because most of them are easy to read, then I'd throw it out right away. I guess I would do that in the process of decluttering. And last but not least... Once the professional leaves or the friend leaves or the tasks are done, don't start them all over again and you will be tempted. And that's when you learn to go bring the mail in, and I use that as the example, or whatever it is, and you take care of it immediately. Because you have used the small piles, and there's going to be a lot of them because there's going to be a lot of days of doing this. It's going to take you a long time because you want to go at it slow. You want to go at it small so that it becomes more and more comfortable because these feelings are coming up. So at that point, that's when you've learned, okay, this is just a feeling. Let me do what i been doing and follow through. Execute. Never forget that you are worth way more than your clutter is worth. You are at your best when you can focus and think clearly, when you can minimize your stress level, when you can sleep well, achieve your goals, and rest and relax in your clutter-free home. Tell yourself, hey, I've got this. I can face my fears and discomfort I can turn this into something positive and beneficial to make this happen in my life. I'll do whatever it takes to succeed. Write that down. Put it on your bathroom mirror. I will succeed at decluttering, or however you want to put it, that resonates in you. Did you know that the Bible even talks about throwing things away? Ecclesiastes 3 speaks about there is a time for everything. Verse 6. States there is a time to keep and a time to cast away. So here's wishing you luck with the task of decluttering. You're going to love your newfound power and freedom. If you would like to submit a question or suggestion of a topic, you can email me at capital K, capital F, R is in red, A is in apple, and N is in Nancy, M is in Mary, A is in apple, the number one at gmail.com, and I'll do my best to answer as many questions as possible, and I'll also try to consider your topic. Have a safe and blessed week, and remember to be proud of who you are.